Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word, your daily podcast for inspirational scriptures for your time of prayer and meditation. We're continuing Psalm number 119. We're now to verses 121 through 126. And I'm reading from the Good News Translation. And again, I pray that you are enjoying this uh, scripture reading and meditation as much as I am. Uh, Let's go to God's word. I have done what is right and good. Don't abandon me to my enemies. Promise that you will help your servant. Don't let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes are tired from watching for your saving help. For the deliverance you promised. Treat me according to your constant love and teach me your commands. I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your teachings. Lord, it is time for you to act because people are disobeying your law. I love your commands more than gold, more than the finest gold and follow all your instructions. I hate all wrongdoings. This is again verses 121 through 128 in the Good News Translation, which titles this stanza, Obedience to the Law of the Lord. And this is stanza number 16. It is the Hebrew alphabet ayin, A-Y-I-N. And the um, commentary titles this, The Servant Seeks the Word And again, this is stanza 16. It develops the theme of loyalty. And it also looks at the plea for God to um, to just validate that he's hearing everything the psalmist is asking. And that he's validating that, yes, I will teach you my law. I will teach you my word. I will teach you what you need to know so that you will be able to walk in the right path. I'll be right back to share the rest. Again, this is Psalm number 119, verses 121 through 128. And Psalm number 119 talks about the greatness and glory of God's word. The psalmist's confidence in his spiritual condition and his separation from those who didn't follow God is notable. He says, I have done what is right and good. Don't abandon me to my enemies. Promise you will help me. Don't let the arrogant oppress me. And he said later on, because people are just disobeying your law. And he wanted to separate himself from those who did not follow God. The psalmist knew that his life was different from those who did not follow God. The difference was in more than just theology. It was in life. And that's the same for a Christian. Our uh, life is different from those in the world. Not just the things we believe in, but just the way we live our life. There are things that, as a Christian, yeah, you can do it, but God's going to probably convict you if it's not right because His Word has already instructed us in the way that we should live according to Him. So the difference between the world and a Christian should be notable. Even though sometimes it's not, sometimes the line is blurred. But once God takes us back to that right path, which was uh, yesterday's um, stanza, yesterday's reading, 
once he puts us back on the path we should be on, that line shouldn't be blurred anymore. The psalmist asked God to defend and stand up for him, for him because he said people were obeying, disobeying God and then those who oppressed him were arrogant. And you can imagine people who think they are better than you, who think they know more than you, who think that uh, because they're like the Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, again, uh, Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. They look good on the outside, but on the inside, they're full of dead men's bones. So they're, these, these oppressors, they were proud. They were looking at themselves and saying, I'm following all the laws, even though outward, outwardly they might have been following the laws. But inwardly, they weren't doing what God wanted want them to do. And have you been there where people who thought they were better than you, who've seen that, okay, you're down, but that, I'm like that, that ball, that ball that you box as a kid, you box it down and it pops right back up. That's me. That's what I am in, in God. Because you may knock me down. The world may knock me down. Life may knock me down. But just like that little uh, boxing balloon that you blow up for your kids, you pop, you uh, box it, it rolls back up towards you. It stands back up. And I thank God that he gives us the fortitude to stand. When we can't do anything else, we can stand because we can hide behind our Father as we gather ourselves while we're under his protection and in his shelter. He hides us. He is our hiding place. And I have so much more that I won't be able to, to share. But let's see if I can get a little bit more before my time is up. Um, are you one of those Christians that's susceptible to every wind of our, our doctrine? And I thought about Paul when he spoke to uh, the, the people, I can't remember what, where he was, but they were uh, praying to all these idols. They had statues for everything. And he said, let me talk to you about that, the one that you call the unknown God, the one you don't know. Are you like those people who are following after every whim and doctrine? That's not what God wants. Our fellowship should be with God. Satan tries to grip, get a grip on us by any one little sin, carrying us straight to damnation. Remember that one little sin in God's eye is still a sin. And uh, Spurgeon said, and uh, he, he's, uh, this is attributed to someone else, but Spurgeon cited it, and I love it. He says, as the butcher carries the beast to the slaughter, sometimes bound by all four feet and sometimes by only one, so it is with Satan. Though you feel that you can stop whatever sin, saying to yourself, you're not a slave to this sin. If you are a slave to one sin, the grip of Satan has you. By that one sin, that one affliction, that's all he needs to capture you. And you're on that slippery slope of making excuses for not living a godly life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.